Brilliant, awesome podcast and video number six this time. Six. six. Um, great to be here. Alan, Alan Waterman from uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Health Fitness. Glad to be here. How you doing? Absolutely delighted to see you here. Great to be here. We've had a nice Thanks channel. We've channeled a lot on social media. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been following each other's stories. And Phoenix and, from afar. Yeah. Now we're coming together. Absolutely great to be here. So, no, yes, yeah, so... Um, Obviously, I follow a lot of your stuff on social, and mm-hmm. you're obviously really deep into industry. So, can you kind of give us a wee bit of information about you yourself, how you started off in the industry, or so the guys watching, who are you? Okay. That's not a fun fact. Profile bio. Um, so, the guys, I've already explained. Um, my name's Alan. I have been involved in the fitness industry now, going on about uh, about five or six years. Uh, no real kind of background in fitness or training or anything kind of growing up um, and uh, I sort of found myself uh, kind of after I got in the notion of sort of becoming a PT I sort of found myself getting very much kind of thrown in the deep end kind of with it I said no experience even as kind of like uh, as a fitness instructor or anything yeah. to kind of begin with I sort of went um, went ahead first into the, the personal training side of things um, and um, uh, first off based on a very Big commercial gym, so uh, fitness first Conswater, which um, which is now better gym Conswater, and uh, um, based there for about four and a half years before I started hoping to expand, basically, and that's um, about a year and a half ago. Now, whenever it opened uh, my studio, which is. Um, Phoenix Health and Fitness, which is based in Belfast. By the way, I'm um, the I love the I know, do you know what? I'm branded all over. I kind of feel it. We've used all our clothes now. We were far too many. Uh, we it's just every single bit of, like, my my dog has a, he is a hoodie and he's got it's got my logo sort of attached and everything so it's kind of it's I've kind of gone overkill with it but that's great man um, it's all the cops all the, the mug you have as well yes uh, well like honestly it's it's uh, it's coming down with merchandise yeah. you know? that's like the office of the air right? yeah. it's good good fits everywhere so five or six years you said yeah about five or six years now what did now. you do what got you into what was the, the, the light bulb moment what did you do before uh, my background like growing up has always been um Artistic. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, uh, my, my background is in uh, largely in theatre, which you know, is a bit, a bit of a weird transition, yeah, sort of, you know. But um, I mean, I had gone to I had gone to Queens. Performances and acting. Uh, perform- yeah, um, and then sort of ha- haven't gone down the route of um, actually thinking. Oh, you know, I'll get a I'll get a degree kind of in this and so on. Which so is this started at school. Yeah, it started um, started from a relatively kind of young age and then sort of um, developed kind of as I went through school and then I kind of, kind of went into... So you studied drama at school? Studied uh, drama. DCC? Um, right the way kind of throughout school mm-hmm. um, and then decided, oh, I'll get, you know, get this degree and so yeah. I, went to, I went to Queen, spent three years getting my undergrad mm-hmm. um, and uh, said no, no background kind of in fitness growing up until I started to, to become a little bit more kind of interested in it yeah. but... Um, my, my transition into personal training mm-hmm. was off the back of an experience from late teens towards early twenties, um, whenever, uh, I had developed an eating disorder, basically from, from the time sort of whenever things started, whenever I, I got involved with becoming interested in fitness, um, it although it started as a very kind of healthy pursuit, it sort of ended up going down a path that it became a little bit toxic. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. exactly. And 
Um, Huge problem in the health What is now, um, in particular, and particularly more so now amongst guys, yeah. amongst men. Um, was not talked about a lot whenever that happened to you probably? No, um, it's, it's something that's kind of with the same as all kind of mental health kind of issues. It's something which has become much more recognized yeah, now, yeah, which is great because it, it's, there's an awful lot of demand for it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and said with, with eating disorders, um, I anorexia, which, yeah. which I suffered from, but with eating disorders, they do tend to be very classically associated with women. Yes, um, and yeah. with statistically, kind of with, with guys, it, it has, especially over the, over the past number of years, it has become a much, much bigger issue. It's under the radar. Mm. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of taboo. Yeah. Did you, did you feel there was too? a lot of loss of support for you at the time, or nothing? Did you feel like you were very like well, obviously my family and friend? And yeah, obviously it's a bit tough to tell. People talk to people about. Do you know what? Um, <laughs> I was I was kind of one of those people, and I'm sure a lot of people who've experienced kind of similar will say the same. I was kind of one of those people who was in denial about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and kind of, you know, looking back now, I kind of in photos, I'd be like, you, you know, how, how could you not tell? Do you know, sort of, sort of by looking at me, do you know? Um, but um, that was, I said, that, that took up a good majority of about four years of my life, yeah, do you know? Was, was there ever a stage where people didn't take you seriously as a man? Or was that never the case? It was, do you know what? I mean, I, if it was the case, I would have been oblivious to it. Okay. Um, I did become a little bit of kind of uh, of a recluse during that kind of time as well. Do you know I had all my seems awful saying it, but all, you know all my friends were going out. I was sitting in my room cutting calories. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And sort of getting very very caught up and very like you said, you know, very obsessive mm-hmm. kind of over it. So, so you're saying that's kind of all sort of formed when you started getting interested in the health and fitness industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, part part of part of what led me kind of down that path was because I. I became so invested in it, you know, so invested in the idea of it and so kind of eager to learn that I, I ended up going, to, I ended up overwhelming myself kind of with information um, and getting to this point and it's like, right, okay, well, you know, how many carbs am I meant to eat? You know, how to do this, how to do that. And All self-education. Yes, for the most part, kind of with it. Uh, and it was just because it, because it was an interest, yeah. do you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a real, real active interest of mine. So I was just like, wait, okay, so I want, I want to know how to do this, I want to know how to do this, how to do this. Um, and because it kind of got to that point that it was information overload, mm-hmm. end up doing all these things that over time steadily became more and more damaging, yeah. do you know? Um, and that's, that's even going off the back of kind of like a lot of sort of classic sort of myths, do you know, kind of within the fitness industry and so on. And no Bro science, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and every time I say that, that's the word, I never want to say the word bro science, no, but then yeah, people yeah. always come back to me with it, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a tough time for the education. People aren't really educated enough, I suppose, at that early stage as well. People, yeah. And that terrifies them. And as you said, they get it, you get into and you get stuck in a rut of what you are and what you're doing. It's kind of. Really, there's a There's a lot more. The good thing about, about the, the fitness industry now compared to. Um, compared to 10 years ago, yeah. do you know, whenever, whenever I started to experience this kind of myself, mm-hmm. um, is that there's a lot more, you know, there's a much, much bigger push towards evidence-based kind of stuff, okay. do you know, um, and 
you know, if, if ever you're going to talk your way around bro science, you know, yeah. evidence base is the way to go with it. Yeah, because um, a lot of stuff goes on, like, well, this guy says this, I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. took his word as gospel. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. he's in great shape. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do that as well. And back up evidence, you know. And that's it. I mean, I said I, w- I was a sucker for it as yeah. well, too, you know. So as soon as, the, as soon as somebody was telling me one thing, I said, okay, I'll give that a bash. Well, when you're just entering an industry, that's nearly what you rely on. Yeah. I think kind of as well, too. I, I think... Part of the part of the way that I kind of see it is, you know, if if you're somebody that's that's going into into something with as with as much of an interest as I, you know, as I did, mm-hmm. um, and if you're taking advice from experts, you know, yeah. a professional or kind of whatever, do you know, there's there's no reason there that you have not to believe it, mm-hmm. do you know, because you don't know any better. Yeah. Um, uh, as I said, and I, I just I just I just soaked it up like a like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing about it right nowadays is, is these influencers come across and then yeah. they start spurting all this nonsense out. It, 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 it's really that's the scary thing because people are not qualified and they're yeah. turning into nutritionists. They're not turn, they're not turning into trainers and all like that, which is a terrifying world to be yeah. in right now. So your late teens mm-hmm. you started getting into sort of health and fitness. Yes. Um, alongside that you're trying to overcome a, a, a disorder. Yeah. Did that limit you from getting more involved? Or did, were you a personal trainer alongside that? No, part of part of my movement into into personal training was um, as a part of the, my recovery process. Okay. Because um, I during that time, I had I, I I didn't go down the route of sort of professional kind of treatment or professional kind of help kind of for it, but um, I started to get a bit of a better grip on things. Um, and a better a better way of kind of filtering out all the stuff I didn't really need to sort of think about, you know, and concentrate on. So my, my understanding developed an awful lot more. Um, and I began, don't get me wrong, slowly, but I, I began to improve my relationship with food and with exercise. And then through that kind of process, I actually kind of realized, you know what, this is this is treatment. Do you know, this is as a way of kind of dealing with um well, in my case, with a mental health issue, do you know? And I'd sort of seen the benefits then that having a healthy relationship with exercise and having a, a good understanding of really the stuff that you needed to know about, um, I'd seen kind of the healing potential behind that. Um, and that was that was part of kind of what inspired me to think, do you know what, I wonder, you know, would this be something then that could help other people? Was there any key moment that helped you change mindset or, or began the healing process so to speak i get asked that all the time with you know with regards to it i i, I try i try to speak quite publicly about my experience with eating disorders and it, it's the one question that i kind of always get asked that i have no honest answer to do you know um the best way i can describe it was that it was such a consistent kind of high level of effort to maintain and you, at, at the time you know you just did it, yeah. you know, you, you didn't care kind of how many hours or how, how much time investment there was behind it, but um, the best way I can describe it was just I just ran out of energy for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that kind of, you said that it was that you just said like, oh, I, just, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so for anybody watching that maybe subconsciously is dealing with something like this, okay. do you say one piece of advice you could give to somebody that's going through something similar? Based on my experience, um, seek the appropriate help for it. You know, don't. What's that look like? What's the appropriate help? First off, uh, first off, discussing it with somebody you trust. Okay. Do you know? I, I don't even think that it needs to be somebody, um, somebody qualified to do it. But first step, 
first step with it is admitting that there's an issue there. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of going on from that, as I said, personally, I didn't, I didn't go down a professional kind of treatment route with it, but I don't know how different my recovery process would have been if I had it done. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Though I, I, I do think it probably took me the guts off probably about four four years anyway to be fully recovered to be free yeah. from it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of that a lot of the things that I did, that sort of tried to a lot of the ways that I sort of tried to work through it probably weren't healthy initially mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how much I don't know how much more time I don't know long term mm-hmm. do you know kind of with it I don't know how much more I would have maybe benefited from um, having do you know a, 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 a different um, a different protocol do you yeah. know for having gone through um but certainly certainly by actually talking to somebody again kind of as with all mental health issues um which is something i believe in very very strongly it's free yeah it's cathartic do you know yeah. it kind of even in that sort of essence you know um so talk about the first step and then what would you what's the next sort of things you would have gone through anything else you um I think through your experiences, I think doesn't have to be. Yeah, it was. I mean, my my experience is that I I do genuinely think kind of with this sort of thing. I, I think that every experience is very unique yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, For sure. And again, based on based on what what I experienced as I tried to recover, kind of from it. Mm-hmm. I would always want you know is there a better way to do it yeah. do you know and it's of course that you know there are people we we do have a an eating disorder association based here mm-hmm. in belfast mm-hmm. um uh, and obviously we have we have people that are uh, qualified yes. and, and, and you know in, in yeah. terms of in terms of actually um uh, helping people do you know kind of recover from that so mm-hmm. that would certainly be that would be something that i would advise even as not as, as an initial step mm-hmm. um it would be it would be somewhere kind of along that route oh, that i would advise yeah. you know, what does it mean for you now for your clients and people you're working with now in regards to just expose that experience and they can know they can trust you? I think that's quite a cool thing. Yeah, it's it, something they can they know they can you be in a scenario where you've been under pressure and now you can say right, I I dealt with this now let's let's see how we can sort of you affect you and help you as well. It's do you know what I mean? It gives it, it gives a very good insight to that relationship that people have with food yeah. do you know and that's sure. you know that that's not just you know that's for anybody who maybe is wanting you know to lose weight or people who are wanting mm-hmm. to gain weight and even kind of the, the body image mm-hmm. you know issues that a lot of people kind of experience from that um which particularly uh, for me is one of the um it's one of the catalysts for things becoming more toxic with myself you know what mm-hmm. was was that issue with, with body image and mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can certainly empathise, you know, with people who are who are experiencing those kind of issues. There's a list credibility there because you've been like, well, I've walked this path. Yeah, it's and do you know what? Again, it's like sort of as I said, you know, with we're talking about people's experience with it and that you know that very individualised um, experience, you know, that everybody kind of has with it. Um, it is hard. Particularly from the other end of things, you know, whenever whenever people whenever people are, uh, I got to that point where obviously I was looking to try and gain weight, and eventually it was. Uh, of course, the years I gained five stone. I know people that have lost five stone. Yeah, do you know? Exactly. Um, and that, although I can't completely understand the difference in that mentality, whenever somebody's trying to lose weight, yes, yes. 
Um, I can appreciate then a lot of the the factors which are involved around that and said things with the relationship with food and yeah. the psychological sort of side behind yeah, it. The mental aspect is huge. Yeah. The battlefield of the mind. And I think I, I do I, I do think as well too I think that is something that is very underappreciated um, in terms of whenever people are you know whenever people are looking to change their bodies you know mm-hmm. the fact that it has kind of from a, a, a mental standpoint mm-hmm. um, and that's as I think you know that is that is one reason that I, I try to address it uh, to as much of an extent, you know, mm-hmm. as, as it kind of can, because as I, said, I do think, I do think that mental side of things needs a little bit more recognition. Right, yeah, not, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah, sure. So, to, to enter into the personal training kind of industry, yeah. what was the first step you took? So you finished uni, you've graduated uh, with drama and theatre studies, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. What was the first thing that you did to go forward towards PT? I I got a job uh, to start to earn the money to get myself through my initial level two qualification. Um, so that was working in kitchens, cutting up vegetables, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, then once, I, do you know what? It was a means to an end at the end of the day. I mean, like you do what you got to do, kind of thing. And that was, I mean, and that you know that. Came and went, and that was fine. And then it was um, it was the opportunity to do a, a two week intensive kind of personal training kind of course. And I just thought, right, okay, I'll just I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had that much of an interest kind of in things for as many years prior to that that I kind of thought, you know, this will be I'll manage the two weeks. You know, I'll be able to kind of get through it. And thankfully, I did, and I, I got I got my qualification then. Um, and I was lucky from from having my qualification. Um, to actually start and work in uh, a commercial gym uh, mm-hmm. to start off because I've I've been training I've been training in this gym for years, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> pretty much yeah. But the I, I had kind of a foot in the door a little bit because me um, my mom had actually been uh, a client of one of the personal trainers okay. who was there and she just happened to mention kind of thought, oh yeah my son he's you know he's going to qualify and I said oh right, okay okay <laughs> so that word kind of word kind of got out kind of from that and he sort of forwarded it to management and I was and I literally just got a phone call kind of one day and I was like, you know, do you, do you fancy coming down to the channel? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so that was... Post-qualification. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that was, that was, that was, that was basically it. Do you know, yeah. do you want a job? And I was like, too right. And you made the switch from hustling to... The, yeah, the hustling more. Do you know what? I mean, it was one of those... Uh, you know, at the uh, at at the time, it wouldn't have mattered where I was doing it. Yeah, you know, or, or what? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Do you know, I was just gonna, like, finally. Do you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm there, um, and uh, I, I think one of the one one of the the worst things kind of about me kind of going in was that you know in my head, oh, I was like, oh yeah, I want to go and I just, I just want to train people. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And nobody's telling you. You know, whenever you're going to be a personal trainer, it's like. Here, listen. This is a business. Yeah, Do you know yeah. you need to know how to run a business. Yes, that. Yeah, yeah. So it took me. It took me a while to sort of really kind of get to grips with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but across uh, across the first couple of years, it, it was literally just. Um, I was just getting the. Uh, I was just enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. You know, basically mm-hmm. doing it and actually. Um, actually having the opportunity to do it and to work, mm-hmm. to work with people, kind of in the you know in the way that it sort of I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, uh, and then sort of as time went on, you know, I got, you know, I had more heavily kind of involved with looking at the business development sort of side of things. And then 
Um, I said that ultimately led me to the point that I was able to go out and uh, so open. So, do you the level of dissatisfaction with the commercial gym life that you were like, no, I want this, I want to push this further, explore this more? Do you know? I mean, there is any any personal trainer will probably tell you, you know, there there's always there's always those downsides to working in a commercial. You're standing waiting forty five minutes in the squat rack, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing to free, and it's yeah. particularly particularly during those kind of peak times where you are, you, you know, you're literally fighting to get through, you know, to a piece of equipment and so on that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were just, there were just certain frustrations there about it, yeah. do you know? But again, you know, by that stage, you were just kind of used to it. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, you know, kind of since day dot kind of with it, you know, I'd, I'd always kind of toyed with the idea, do you know, oh, it would be nice someday to have my own place, mm-hmm. do you know? Is that from the very start? Oh yeah, 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 and, and I, I would say probably with a lot of personal trainers, I think it's I think it's probably the same, but it's a it's it's a huge risk, mm-hmm. you know, going huge from risk. a position where you're comfortable, uh-huh. um, uh, where you have that you know you have a, a very consistent footfall of mm-hmm. potential client, you know, everybody that you talk to on the, on the gym floor is a potential client, um, to go one night and literally. Just having yourself, yeah, just having them, you know, having the, yourself yeah, in the business. So That's it. Is there any, yeah. So could you could you tell fans and fans <coughs> the community out there, like, is there any high and low points that you could sort of spe- specifically point out that maybe you could give advice that you overcame it? Uh, do you mean do you mean so you starting as a personal trainer from that? As a personal trainer, yeah. Um, I think I think what a lot of people will. Uh, We'll see now is that they're, they're again they're maybe going from they're maybe going from a job where they're they have a relatively set income do you know and again you know they have the security kind of with it yes. to kind of thinking oh you know I would I would love to be a personal trainer and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have gone out and that have gotten their level two that have gotten their level three qualification and don't do anything with it yeah. do you know um and it's kind of I th- I think for a lot of people I think that's a major barrier yeah. do you know. Um, with and with and taking that step towards becoming self-employed, as mm. the majority of personal trainers are, yeah. um, and I think it's one of those things that if you are going to find yourself getting involved in, um, that effort level needs to be one hundred and ten percent. Do you know you just uh, you, it's you need to take that all or nothing approach with it. Yeah, you start the business. Okay. That's so it. Yeah. Um, the box stops stops with you. I guess. I think you would, I, have, that, you would have that inner self motivation to really want to push yeah, forward with a lot of things. Don't get me. I mean, like there are there are some and I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know any, but there are there are gyms out there which you can you can become associated with and work as a personal trainer yes. for the gym. Do you yeah. know? And you are on a wage for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if you guys do that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is that here? No, well, up in the. Middle Ulster direction. Right, okay, okay. I mean, like... Not many the, Indians. <laughs> <laughs> there are... There are definitely those ones out there, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And uh, I think kind of with that as well, as as well too, I don't know... You could re-hydrate, by the way, you're allowed to re-hydrate. Oh, thank you. Sorry, my <laughs> no, 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 looks very parched over here. Um, I, I think kind of with, with those kind of... With those kind of situations as well, I do think... I think you have the much much bigger potential to to do more as a business. Do you know when you know whenever you are working someplace and to essentially it depends on kind of what your motivators are. But if it's financial, do you know I think that um, I think that um, you definitely have a lot more scope whenever you're completely self employed to mm-hmm. compared towards working for um, for a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I would I would one hundred percent say that if it if it if it is a if it is a barrier, mm-hmm. um, uh, then. 
And then if it is a step that is taken, yeah. it needs to be one of those ones that it is, like you said, you know, it's that hustle, you know, to yeah. begin with, you know, right. um, and it is, it's, it's, it's really addressing the business side of things, um, ASAP, yeah. kind of with it, just to really make sure that it does take off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but. Cool. Did you just ask a question? <laughs> Give us a low point, of, like a tough time being a personal trainer. At the beginning, okay. even, right, even right now, um, well, both. I'll give it okay. So <laughs> I know I know what this. Uh, going going right back to whenever I started, um, I my start date as a, as a personal trainer was I think it was something like seventh of October mm-hmm. back in two thousand twelve. Um, I kind of in my head I was like, oh yeah, fantastic! This is great. Many moons ago. Many moons ago, <laughs> and. <laughs> Whenever I started working, I hadn't sort of I hadn't sort of taken that sort of calculation in my head that it was like right okay well this is you know this is a stone's throw away from Christmas uh, kind of here, yeah. um, and uh, again I'm sure any PT will kind of tell you the same you know things kind of you know coming up to Christmas do you know are not kind of really in depth from the personal training sort of point of view, um, and uh, whenever I was kind of coming in I was just thinking oh yeah you know. Where's the clients at? You know, um, and then uh, I kind of realized, oh, you know, bro, this is actually this is a wee bit harder than I actually thought it was going to be. So that was that that probably that initial twelve weeks, sort of right up towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. Did you start in the gym? That I started in the gym um, was literally just, am I going to see it beyond this twelve weeks? Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, as a particularly with having kind of no background and I'll be despite kind of having the the theater background, I'm. I, shy enough kind of mm-hmm. as a person so you know walking up to kind of people on the gym floor it's like yeah you're looking a trainer kind of thing wasn't really my forte yeah. you know at the time a, a surprising misconception to actors oh yeah on stage um, you know, I mean, but as a person you can be quite reserved yeah and I, I, i'll be on that and that very very much was yeah. the case for me and it's gotten better like over yeah. time but particularly from having this sort of strike up kind of random conversations yes. you know with them um, with people on the gym floor but that that initial kind of step and um, that initial sorry period mm-hmm. um to me that was kind of that was real. Have I made the right choice? Mm-hmm. Kind of here, mm-hmm. um, and then thankfully, you know, sort of coming into into New Year's kind of side of things. You know, that's whenever I was just kind of like, you know. So what, um, what happened? Did you manage to get organic growth? Did, did, did the gym refer clients to you? Or did you have to find your own clients? They they had a process in place, kind of for it, which was kind of geared towards shuttling clients towards you, but there was no guarantee, no, kind yeah. of from it, you know. It always, I mean, I think at the time, I think there were about nine or 10 personal trainers within, you know, within the one gym, and wow. you're going to get that, again, you're going to get that majority of kind yeah, of commercial um, gyms, um, and, you know, sort of selling, sort of selling it, mm-hmm. kind of at the time, kind of as well too, and the clue how to do it. Yeah, you know, of course. Um, uh, you were just kind of hoping that you would, you would kind of deliver kind of in a way that people would actually be intrigued, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of to get a wee bit, um, a wee bit more information kind of about you and to actually hopefully carry on. But um, that was, as I said, in terms of the entire six years, you know, unfortunately it was right at the start, <laughs> which was, you know, which probably was the lowest point yeah. kind of all of it, you know. So, from the bottom line here, persevere. Exactly, that's one point of the life. It's, 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 it's all about effort and determination. Yeah, that's it, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so where, where do you, so where are you now in regards to your what is what does life look like for you right now? Life of Phoenix Health and Fitness. Um, I, I, I can always need to be working on a project. Yeah. Do you know that makes sense? So, um, 
kind of since the since about April about April of this year I've I've been working on a book which I've oh, wow. kind of just finished. Um, it's kind of again kind of you know it's it's one of those things going back to kind of what I was talking about earlier whenever I was talking about this idea of how kind of myths kind of affected me and bro science sort of coming into it. Um, so it's it's a very kind of evidence based kind of take on uh, dispelling a lot of that kind of stuff. Nice um, uh, and. Uh, is that there are there, there are kind of other things now which are, which I'm sort of looking into in terms of expansion, do you know, in terms of hoping to bring um, a much much bigger service, yes. do you know, across kind of the people. So is that I, I kind of don't feel productive enough, do you know, okay. unless I'm doing unless I'm doing a, a oh, project. What does the life look like for you? Um, uh, depends on the day, right? <laughs> but, um, go ahead and uh, we'll go fit. So this is the first like yeah. kind of for me, like so. Well, you're I usually kind of usually you're talking about a about a half six start half six half six seven o'clock start which mm-hmm. again as any personal trainer do you know that's that's normal yeah, um, and get yourself going with a cup of coffee that's yeah. it and then you rejected a cup of coffee this morning <coughs> I did actually to begin with as well. I'm trying to watch a coffee and take coffee and something <laughs> um, sorry keep going, keep going. the I, I I usually start in around that time and it's just Again, depending on what way the diary is, yeah. you know, is kind of sorted. You know, every uh, every every day will will like ever so slightly different. Is there anything about just on that? Is there anything you do in the morning to get your mindset on the day or get focused yeah. or get tuned in? Um, coffee helps. Coffee helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just. Do you know what? If I've been doing it just for that long, yeah. kind of now that I just. You just switch on automatic, mm-hmm. do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you get up, you get the process going, and that's mm-hmm. just that's just. So that's half six seven. Then what? <coughs> half six seven. Couple of clients. Um, usually there there's a little bit of dead time in the morning, which is a little bit harder to actually get. So you know, gym at seven. Yes, typically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then I get my own training in, and then basically as soon as I'm done from that, that's that's the advantage to having. Do you know to have in your own yeah, place? Yeah, do you know is that yeah. <laughs> you just jump out? Even if you've only got forty five minutes, it's kit on and then just boom. Do you know you, you can you can just dive straight on. There's no logistics. Do you know in terms of getting to a place? Um, and then uh, just straight back into work after that. And usually a little bit a little bit of time then in the afternoon mm-hmm. to work on projects or you know to catch up and get kind of any other kind of stuff that has to be done. Would you be a big researcher <coughs> of top? Would you go and like do a lot of like readings and things like that, or would that be maybe not? I read a lot, yeah. do you know, um, and a lot of it, a lot of it is just out of interest, yeah, do you yeah. know, um, if I learn something, from it, fantastic, yeah, do you know, and if it's anything I can impart kind of with clients mm-hmm. or whatever, but I, I always like getting a little bit of a better insight kind of into uh, things, like people talk about like habit development and stuff kind of, you know, with, with clients, but I kind of like to think, you know, how and why does this work kind mm-hmm. of thing you know and I, I, I do like to get a bit of a deeper insight into into some of these things yeah. um, but again sort of I, I don't get as much time to read as I would like to yeah, do you know you, just you, about you it hands on I suppose at the end of the day so, yeah. so you could sometimes to kind of read relax in the afternoon say 3-4pm and yep. then what happens do you train right through the end of the night or I usually try and I usually try and cut things off by about half eight, mm-hmm. do you know, and it's just, it's literally just so that you get that little bit of downtime towards the end and kind of, kind of even just mental headspace, yeah. do you know, as well too, which I, I think is 
I think it's important for anybody that is trying to sustain their own business mm. to you know just have an element of time switch. What does downtime look like for you? Um, I actually meditate. Nice. Well, I'll do. Um, this is something that I've. Well, this is more of a recent kind of thing, but um, I I would. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Headspace app. Yes, I did. We talked about it on the thing of the third second. Oh well, like the thing was right. Oh, it is. Yeah. Do you know what? The the good thing about it is because you're not. Not uh, by the way, I'm not yeah. the, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people have, you know, a very stereotypical view of meditation. Do you know which it's it's not really about? Yeah. You know, um, like Zen and Buddhas, yeah, and stuff. And in fact, not. <laughs> Somebody had recommended it to me, and just I was just kind of like quiet. As soon as you do you don't know much about it. Yeah, um, and I think kind of when I just thought because somebody said somebody recommended to me and somebody said you know what you, you, it's only a couple of minutes yeah. you know you can you can literally do it and it's only a couple of minutes so mm-hmm. actually I, I gave it a shot and I actually felt really quite nice mm-hmm. um, and then it was just just off the back of that um, it is I do think it is something I do think it is something which on on a day to day basis I said even you know especially considering sort of like the hustle and bustle of everything mm-hmm. else that is kind of going on just taking even if it is just five minutes just to kind of clear all that out. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, I like a lot of the time, even sort of outside of that, like, like going home kind of in the evening and so on, you know, I'll do a little bit of, I'll do a little bit of work like on the book or I'll write an article or something like that. And I don't consider that work a lot of the time, yeah, you know, um, which I think I, I do consider myself one of those lucky people in that I know not everybody loves their job, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that can say thankfully. Do you know? Yeah. What I, I do. Do you know? What's a good uh, number of clients at time of day? In your opinion, what's optimal amount? I like to take about. I like to take about eight or nine. Um, Forty five to an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, and I know people. I know people that have literally gone and sort of gone down the road of you know doing fourteen clients in a day. Yeah. Just, just for sake of money, essentially. D- different different purposes behind it. I, I think sometimes people kind of want to th- you know will will approach it kind of like well I want to take I want to take two days off kind of during the week okay. so you know they kind of have to condense yeah. it in. Um uh, and it's uh, you know it's time management yes. I think more than anything a lot of the time but um you're one hundred percent right as well too you know people will literally just go it's um like a conveyor belt you know um. And it's you know it's great whenever you're doing it, but then because obviously the the income from yes. it can be fantastic, but then you're left kind of blown out of your arse exactly. by the end of the day. Do you know, the community has changed. I was like, do you think the community has changed as in regards to people coming to you with need to do personal training, i.e., the demographic of people like mums and younger people? You know what I mean? Or or, or not? Feel it has. Um, or is I just see it people. I still do. I mean, the majority, the majority of my client base has always been women. Okay. Do you know? Um, and uh, I don't know. Again, I, I will put that back to a body image thing in terms of I do think that there's a lot more pressure. Yes. Do you know on women? Yeah. Um, to conform. Do you know to kind of certain standards and so on? Yeah. Which well, Instagram world we live in. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and I do, and I have seen, I have seen it more with men. Do you know over yeah. over the past couple of years? But um, the demographic, I don't think has changed for me massively no. um, in terms of who I train. But um, I would say, depending on kind of depending on what your target market is, do you know there may be some markets out there that maybe are experiencing um, a little bit of. Uh, a downturn, yeah, do you yeah. know, in, in, in terms of how many people are looking into, mm-hmm. say, 
bodybuilding or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough one to answer. So a couple of questions off the top of my head. So a few of my friends, I guess, that are PTs themselves, find it difficult to train themselves when they're yeah. busy training clients. Yeah. Do you have any light to shed on that? Um, I can understand why. Um, I think it's one of those things, you know, what starts out for a lot of people as a, as a hobby kind of in training and then whenever they pursue it um, as a livelihood, do you know, I, I think that that can, for some people, I think that can affect their own level of enjoyment or return kind of out of it, you know, whenever, um, whenever they're doing it themselves. Um, I, again, I'm kind of lucky because it's, it's a highlight of my day, do you know, and again, I get a, it's, it's a bit of a, there's a bit of a mental side to that as well too, because it's just an opportunity to switch off, mm-hmm. you know, from the, from that first instance, you know, I was able to use, I got to that point of being able to use exercise kind of as, as a way of dealing with some of those mm-hmm. personal demons, do you know? Yeah. Um, so that's something that, that is still something which on a day-to-day basis is, is to another extent, it's kind of meditative for me mm-hmm. um, uh, and something which I do, I don't feel normal unless I've, unless I've trained or unless I've done something. That's the same question. How important is it for PT to continue training themselves? I think it's. I th- I would know I would know personal trainers that have, for example, seen a bit of a change in their own training patterns because they've maybe made a massive push towards business development. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, again, the time investment kind of with it. You know, I'm not going to spend an hour training whenever I can spend an hour doing this, yeah, you know, yeah. instead. Um, uh, and again, with complete appreciation for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, my my own take on it is that this is something this is something that I need to do every day, you know, from from not just from a physical health, but from a mental health point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it keeps me, it helps keep me sane, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know a lot of people would probably would probably feel the same. I guess it's an opportunity to continually hone your craft. Yeah, I mean, I... Try things out for a client if you need to. Do you know what? I mean, I have gone and I, I have worked with online coaches before previously as well to sort of try and get a little bit of an insight into different um, training ideas and training mm-hmm. uh, training templates, do you know, and so on, and um, to, to really just to kind of learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, from having experienced that as well too, I, I can appreciate from a, a client's point of view why they would come to see a personal trainer, mm-hmm. do you know, because it's, it's, it's that ability to just not have to think, mm-hmm. do you know yeah. what, you know, I'm not, I, I don't have to go in the gym floor and sort of come up with my own program because yeah. there's one getting done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's, it is, especially again, because, you know, there's, there's a hundred and one other kind of things going on. I haven't gone down kind of that route for me, just it, it made it a little bit more convenient kind mm-hmm. of as well too, but um, it's a fantastic opportunity to, to learn and take something new mm-hmm. kind of away from it, hundred percent. Awesome. Fantastic. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Also, I'd love to know, like, to go back to the beginning, you're talking about like, eating disorders. Yeah. Um, would you say that there are any like signs or tendencies that people should watch out for themselves that can kind of let them know that maybe something isn't right? Just to set up for the audience, like, the, the mic. Um, what signs are there for somebody that might be going through something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I think. Somebody, I think you will be the last person to recognize them yourself. I think other people will see it in you sooner. We'll see a change in your behaviors and we'll see a change yeah. in your habits. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I would have, and this was kind of referred back to me, kind of, if you will, you know, I, I would have had much more of an occupation, a preoccupation kind of with food. Um, I would have talked about it a lot, lot more. Um, and it would have always been, uh, it would have always been something which would have been on my mind, you know, even whenever I wasn't kind of like, kind of working with food, you know, I was kind of thinking about it or kind of thinking, I wonder how many calories are in that kind of thing, yeah. you know, it sort of, it was a, a massive kind of preoccupation with that. Um, uh, your social tendencies will change kind of a little bit as well too. So, you know, if ever, so, oh, do you want to go out for dinner? Everything would be like, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and again, I would, uh, I would say, although, although you might not notice that change in yourself, Picking that up kind of from other people, mm. do you know as well too? It's tough to get them to t- tell you that you're way different. Yeah. Or do you have different tendencies? You know? It's it's it's, it's a difficult position to kind of be yeah, in, yeah. do you know as well too? They'll be closed off almost in that bubble as well, at the same point as you almost too. <clears throat> I think kind of a lot of the time, as I said, because because I became a little bit more kind of reclusive yeah. kind of from it as well too. Do you know people? just thought uh, you know he's just falling off the face of the earth kind yeah, of thing yeah. they wouldn't have seen you and kind of yes. been like oh, okay well you know there's there's definitely something kind of going on there um there's obviously there's the physical kind of signs you know whether i mean you will for the most part with this weight loss on person do you know mm-hmm. um but then that person will do as much as they kind of can like it was yeah. baggy clothes and all this yeah. kind of stuff to, you know just sort of try and hide it as best they could mm-hmm. after the that last question for me are you an advocate for uh, following macros for diets, or you, do you set meal plans, or do, do you just take like, food today? What's kind of your tech on it, nutrition for a client? It depends on the person, okay. really. Um, uh, for example, with talking about somebody who maybe does have a little bit, of, maybe doesn't have a fantastic relationship with food, mm-hmm. uh, going down that route of counting calories and counting macros and so on, I don't think it's a great route to go. And that's based off my experience, yeah, kind of yeah, with it as well too. Um, uh, things like. So don't get me wrong, some people 100% will do very, very well with that kind of approach, but then there'll be other people that you think, okay, we need to try something maybe a little bit a little bit different here. Maybe it is just portion control, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's trying to step, follow some some type of guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't the really... intensity of it sometimes is probably too much. From your experience, if we yep. just have that. I would be the same too, because I did that from athletics point of view. Like, I really would not have done any of that from a macro. I would never have done any macros at all. I would never... I thought about right when that well I would have thought about it but I yeah. mean portion control would have been one thing I would have gone with more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes more sense. As long as you're happy yeah. and healthy, as long as you're not killing yourself eating McDonald's every five minutes, yeah. it's not the end of the world for gonna <laughs> say it's about happiness. I do think a lot of people kinda it's as well too a lot of people don't have the it's too inconvenient for a yeah. lot of people, you know, to sort of sit and do it. You know, if you're if you're a parent and stuff, do you know, um, time and best. I'm struggling for when to get dinner with somebody because you're like, I can't afford these calories. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't afford the fun, can you? I've only got three hundred calories. Exactly. Left, guys, yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Can't yeah. do yeah. it. Any more questions from the group, Leo? You going quiet in the corner? I'm just saying it's so interesting, like especially with eating disorders and guys. Like, yeah, I wish we could like have like a whole. Like episodes after. Yeah, exactly. Maybe no, we never really get Alan back in again. Yeah. Like, I'd love to hear more about that because yeah. I think that's super interesting. And I think that it's yeah. something that's not being talked about enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. We'll hear. We'll wrap it up for now because we've been here for forty-five minutes. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to take too much time from Alan. Away, but I'm really, really appreciate you coming in. And uh, guys, thanks for having me. I'll really appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll uh, look forward to meeting again soon. Brilliant. All right. Cheers. Great. Ciao.